back to another episode of Crab Workcast. My name is Andrew Barnett. Thank you very much for joining me. My guest this week is Tom Orr. Uh, Socceroo Tommy Orr, you ask? No. Uh, Sydney Comedy's Tommy Orr. Um, Tom, if you don't know Tom, uh, a lot of people probably don't know Tom. Uh, he's not a super high-profile guy, but he's uh, he's been kicking around the Sydney comedy scene for a little while now, and he's one of those guys, every time I uh, I see him perform, I'm like, wow, he got funnier and funnier. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's certainly a, a very talented guy, and uh, I dare say you're going to hear more of him in the future um, if you don't already haven't already seen him or know of him. But uh, good guy, and uh, actually the reason, um, for those of you playing on along at home and uh, may have noticed this episode's uh, a few days late, and there's a good reason for that, and that is uh, we wanted to announce, uh, we wanted to wait until we could announce that uh, Tom and a couple of mates of his, uh, former guest of the program, Andrew Paskin, and uh, another guy, Tom Shaw, uh, who's a lovely dude, um, and uh, hopefully a future guest on the program, uh, they have uh, s- launched a new comedy room, or they're launching a new comedy room, I should say. The The first night will be on the uh, the 1st of March. It's going to run monthly on a Wednesday at the uh, the Cheers Bar in on uh, George Street in the city. And uh, believe it or not, they've gone with the name Cheers Comedy. Uh, it's going to be a good night, um, fully curated lineups and stuff, and uh, it's going to be great. The first night will be on uh, March 1st, and uh, that'll be hosted by a little-known comedian named Andrew Barnett. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be hosting on the first night. Uh, that night's going to be a great night. Headliner will be Al Del Benny, uh, former guest of the program and former LA comedian of the year, and uh, featuring Becky Lucas, who hopefully, uh, when we work out some scheduling, will be uh, a future guest on the program. Um, so yeah, we wanted to wait until uh, until we could announce that formally before I put this episode up. We don't actually talk about it at all in the episode, um, because we recorded this a little while ago, but, uh, there you go, uh, Cheers Comedy coming March 1st, it's going to be once a month, every, uh, first month, uh, first Wednesday of every month, I should say, uh, at, uh, Cheers Bar, if you want to know more, you can check out Cheers Comedy on Facebook, or go to www.cheerscomedy.com, um, or you can Google Cheers Comedy and, uh, read about a sitcom, uh, until they get a bit more traffic to that website, which is just come up and, and Google find out where it is. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's coming up. Um, so please, if you're interested, uh, if you enjoy the chat, even if you don't enjoy this chat, um, come along to Cheers Comedy on uh, the 1st of March. And if you do come along, uh, make sure you do come say hi to me and uh, let me know you uh, listened to the podcast or heard the podcast because uh, I had a couple of guys come up to me at, a, um, at an open mic night where I was uh, popped into uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, said they enjoyed the uh, podcast, which is really nice. So, uh, yeah, if you do see me around and you listen to the podcast um, and you want to say hi, come up, say hi, uh, mention you listen to the podcast and, uh, yeah, keep me motivation to keep going. Um, anyway, that, that was a bit of a, bit of a needy finish, wasn't it? Um, anyway, let's just get into the conversation. Uh, here is episode 20 with Tommy Orr. All right, new episode. G'day, buddy. What's your name? I'm Thomas Orr. Thomas Orr. Thomas Orr. It's a similar name to a certain Socceroo, mate. It is, actually. Um, And funnily enough, I've actually met him a few years ago. Really? Yeah. It was, um, for those who don't know, his name's Tommy Orr, spelled O-A-R, and I'm O-R-R. Yep. Um, He was with, uh, he started out with Brisbane Raw, then went to Europe 
came back in now as with Brisbane. Um, but it was the 2010 World Cup. Yep. Um, and I entered a competition to win a soccerer's jersey, which has been embarrassing because I was 28 at the time. <laughs> and, he nice. was eight, and he was 18. Beautiful. <laughs> but he was there to present, well, to, to at a, some kind of function before they left to go to the World Cup. And um, yeah, I shook his hand, some medium minds. Yeah. He's just, oh, nice. nice. 10 years younger than me, but you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, some would say slightly better soccer player, but yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> did you ever? Did, are you a soccer fan? Yeah, I love it. I I watch games every week. I played it when I was younger. Um, I'll, yeah, I'm going to the game tonight. Uh, Sydney FC against Western Sydney. But yeah, I love oh, the, so it's, it's the Sydney Derby. Yeah, the Derby. The <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> basically, basically a plastic Derby. I mean, derbies are for um, clubs that have been around for 120 years yeah. next to each other. Yeah, the Sydney one's been around, I think, six, 10, 6 or 7, actually. Yeah, it's it's manufactured rivalries yeah. at this point. But, hey, what are you going to do? But it's a good crowd. It's a good game, yeah. Yeah, so you Sydney or Western Sydney? Uh, Sydney. Sydney, yeah. Ah, Eastern Suburbs boy, eh? Yeah, I was born in Paddington. Were you really? Yeah. So you Sydney born and raised? Uh, I was born in Sydney. T- I lived here in Croydon until I was about 10. Yep. And then moved down to Canberra. Nice, Canberra. Yeah. What do you like? What are your folks doing? Uh, down there? Yeah, dad got a job down there. So what? Did, what was he doing? He works for the government. He's a constitutional lawyer. A constitutional lawyer. Yeah. And there's work for that in Canberra. Apparently. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> constitutional that that uh, constitutional law um, amazes me in that it's essentially one document. I've right. seen it. It's yeah. not that long. You read it? Yeah, I, I think I had to read it in like year nine okay. or something. But uh, didn't understand all of it. But it's it. That, that, that's a whole uh, area of law just on that one document. Yeah. Like, your dad must know it back to front. Yeah, I think he does. He's tried, I mean, I've, he's tried to, he's given us a copy to read. I haven't read it, but. Is he a fan? Is he, does he think it's like, because you know how, like, in America, they're, they're massive on their constitution. Oh, yeah, he's, he's not American fanatical, but. Yep. <laughs> oh, look at this. This is a great passage, section 1C. <laughs> yeah, he's quoted that a couple of times. Oh, nice. <laughs> Oh man, that's um. So, what do you do? Um, I do a couple of casual jobs at the moment. So, um, didn't go into law like the old man. No, it's very yeah. It didn't really appeal to me. Um, I do like law actually. Now I've gotten older, I do like legal things. <laughs> like legal. No, things. As, in, as in I like uh, I like arguing a point. Oh, I was going to say I, thought, so, I like legal things. You know, like not speeding. <laughs> if you ever see me drive, I'm always uh, below the speed limits. <laughs> I like, um, yeah, I mean, lawyer. That, that sort of traditional view of lawyers in a court arguing a point is a lot like stand-up comedy. I think. Yeah. So it, that's the part I like. If you've got evidence, you know, where were you on the night of the twelfth? The logic of laying the logic out an of argument, it laying yeah. out an argument that yeah that appeals to me. Yeah, no, I that 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 side of it appeals to me too. I I hesitate to um, think that that's actually how it is for most part for most lawyers. The whole oh, that'd time, be five percent of their day. yeah the other ninety five percent paperwork. I'd say yeah, and um, but yeah, I, I, once again for me it was always the thing with law was um, it required you to you know get a law degree. Um, never my forte, getting yeah. degrees, so <laughs> didn't didn't really happen for me. So you grew up um, mostly in Croydon, or until you were yeah, until I was 10? about ten. Yeah. So where would you say you're from? Like, cause uh, I, I've done this too. Like I, 
I probably spent a bit longer than that. We we lived um, when I was real little. We lived on Norfolk Island for a bit. Then we yep. were in um, a place called Corowa for about ten years, and yep. then parents moved to Newcastle. So if I say I'm going home, I go home to Newcastle because that's where my parents are. Yeah, yeah. But part of me is like, well, you know, I lived much much longer in uh, in Corowa. Mm. Um, but yeah, same for me. I've, I've lived much longer in Sydney, but. My parents and a lot of family are in Canberra, a lot of friends as well. Yeah. So, yeah, in um, in Barack Obama's book, he calls home, he's got a term for home, like home squared. So he's got a regular home in America, but home squared is in Kenya. So that's how I, that's how I think of Canberra, uh, yeah, home squared. You think yourself as Barack Obama of <laughs> <Yeah>. Canberra, do you? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the dreams of your father uh, yeah, that's to, right. to get you to uh, to read the Constitution. <laughs> that's right. uh, smaller dream than, uh, than, his, than his old man's, but you know. I, w- I won't be going for um, Prime Minister. You don't, th- you don't think so? No. Are you political at all? Uh, I follow it a lot. Yeah, I love following it. It's like sport. It's like an ongoing saga. It's like, I like those ongoing, never-ending soap operas, like politics, sport. There's just always something happening. There's stories within stories. That's what, yeah. So where would you put yourself in the, if you don't mind me probing, Uh, where would you put yourself on the political spectrum? Soft left, Andrew. Soft left. (laughs) I find most of the left are soft, mate. (laughs) Bleeding heart softies. Uh, Soft left. What is I've never heard that term. Oh, you know, there's there's the hard left. There's the nutcase left. Yeah. Then there's a soft left, sort of leaning left. Then there's the middle. I guess there's soft. I picked it up somewhere. See, I, I consider myself sort of centre left. Yeah. Um, you know, similar thing, but yep. mostly I, I feel like mostly a centrist, which is, yep. um, I think this is probably a whole lot of people just turning the podcast off because <laughs> I've started talking <laughs> politics. But um, but yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing that you even have to define where you sit in the political. Yeah, spectrum. I mean, you really should take every issue on its merits, and yeah. it's just there's only certain issues that get put you in certain categories that you know yeah well the thing is is it's hard I, what i th- why i think we do it is it's if you try and deal with every issue on its merits you have to be across every issue yeah that's right <laughs> which is no one's hard. got the time yeah <laughs> so it's easy to pick People a team. work all week you gotta yeah exactly exactly yeah. like yeah if you dedicated as, as much time as you needed to to be actually politically informed like like I suppose that as voters we should be. Mm. Man, it, it, you wouldn't have time to do anything no, else. No. So that's why you sort of got to, you know, you've broken down to oh, pick a team and hope that they're doing yeah. the right thing, I suppose. And most of, most of us, when you see an issue, you just get the headline, read the first paragraph. Yeah. yeah. You can't be you go, that Man, informed. Man, I got clickbaited into this again. Uh, yeah. You can't be that informed to know the intricacies of everything. Yeah, it's 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 a weird um, thing. So um, I actually, but, but I, yeah, speaking, of, I actually joined the Labor Party. Uh, oh, really? A while ago, uh, a few years ago, I joined up. Just went to a, two meetings and and I didn't go back. But I was just curious to see what it was like. So yeah, that's as far as my political life has gone. Oh, he's joined the Labor Party. Here we yeah. go. Yeah, I've been of, back, so I don't know what that says. Start <laughs> of a burgeoning career. <laughs> I don't think they care as long as you're paying the dues. Oh, stop paying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then. <laughs> oh man, that's um yeah. I I don't. I, it's never been an inclination of mine to to join a political party. It's mm. I, d- I don't know why because I do consider my like I do. I, I'm a bit like you. I like I follow it a bit and yep. try and keep across things. But I d- yeah, d- in terms of actually like putting my flag in, 
yeah. and saying... Well, what a, the part of the reason I left or didn't go back is because they kept... Um, you soft left, by the way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they, uh, they kept getting me to um, do things like when elections came up, the state election came up, they asked me to you know fly or phone around <laughs> and that kind of thing. And that's they wanted you to be line. active in the party. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be... I'm curious to see how the whole system works, but I don't want to be actively, you know, I don't believe in it enough to be calling people and selling it. Yeah, that that's my thing too, is like, I'll, I'm happy to have my own views, but the confidence to, to try and tell someone else that they should yeah. have the same view, that, that's just a little further down the line. Yeah. Um, which I suppose if you listen to, I, I'd have probably got plenty of friends who are, say that I've, or I've been happy to, you know, give them advice over the years. Right. But, um, it's yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's, it's a, a bit of a, a uh, further down the road step to say this is how um, you should vote to to someone else. Yeah, who's not essentially asking. If anything, you should be giving them, even this, giving them the information to read, rather than telling them to. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know how much time you got to read when you're lining nah. up. Like you. But the most important thing for me when I'm lining up to vote is uh, the one thing I'm reading is the price of the sausage sizzle. <laughs> did I bring enough what, change to get a What kind of sauce they got? Yeah, there. exactly. Exactly. What, what, what is your sausage sizzle uh, choice? Uh, no onion and tomato sauce. No onion and, and brown bread. Brown bread? Yeah. If Look they at have you. It. And Look cheese, specifically. Cheese? Cheese, tomato sauce, brown bread, one sausage. One yeah. sausage? Yeah, nice. So that's your... How often do you find, like, because I'm just trying to think, most of my sausage sizzle encounters these days are outside Bunnings. <laughs> um, and the, um, not often they'll have the, the cheese to throw in. Right. How often do you I'm find... Not, I'm not as you domesticated as you. So I haven't been well, you live in the inner Bunnings, west, yeah. don't you? You get the fancy. You probably get Gruyere and stuff on you. <laughs> Kale. <and> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kale slaw. Yeah. So, uh, uh, spinach after it's been in a juicer. and Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But so, um, see, have you ever been into the mild American mustard? This is my, this has revolutionized my sausage really? sizzle. Yep. Is it tomato is sauce and mild American mustard? When you say mild, how, is it hot? As in, how hot is it? Spice? I don't like anything spicy. No, 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 no. It's American. Yeah, so okay. it's got uh, just a bit of tang. That's about it. Like okay. it's, it's, it is very, very easy eating. Okay. Um, it's, uh, yeah, no, it, it revolutionized my sausage sizzle. Is that right? Do you have it with the tomato sauce? Yep. With okay. tomato sauce, so you do. You know how you can do your little zigzag down the snag. Yep. So zigzag one way sauce, zigzag the other way with mild mus- American mild American mustard. Okay, it looks amazing and tastes. I'm willing fantastic. to give it a go. I like. Oh. Um, tomato I have to get sauce. you back on to see how it went. <laughs> I like tomato sauce with mayonnaise. That's a good combination. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I don't know give how I feel about that. It's a bit European, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in the south of France. <laughs> yeah, you. You're in a West habits. <laughs> Mate, that's uh, <laughs> well. Um, so the casual jobs. Yeah, uh, I was doing disability support work. I've been doing that for a couple of years. No, oh, I'm looking to make fun of that. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a. That's a how'd you get into that? Um, I was after I was working in office for a few years and um, was enjoying whether to do something different. And yeah, I applied for a couple of jobs and got them. So nice. Um, yeah, it's pre- it's hard. Like, yeah, it's yeah. hard to do, but it's it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, just and so you're driving around people. Yeah, I work at a um, like a um, uh, there's a couple of places. So there's um, place for adults. Yep. 
uh, and they live in homes and helping them drive around. Sort of respite stuff? Or yeah, respite. And there's another place for kids and that's more respite. Respite for the adults. Yeah. For the parents, sorry. Um, yeah, we take them out for the day and um, yeah, go to the movies or look after them, you know, some overnights if their parents are going away, that kind of thing. I did, I did some work with just a respite place like when I was about, I think I was 19, 20 and um, just like very, very short term. But um, I remember we took the we took a a, a, a group. Um, you go around, pick them up in the morning, rest yep. stuff, sort of. And we'd taken them on this picnic down. We we're in Newcastle, and down we'd gone down past Swansea. Yep. And um, I forget where we went, but on the way back, um, we're sitting at these traffic lights, and big intersection, and all the all the the crew was looking out the front of the window. There's this cool kid riding his skateboard, right? Um, and he's riding it across the road like you know the lights change and he's crossing in front of us directly in front of the bus yep. um his front trucks on his skateboard sort of just buckle under like i don't know where jesus <laughs> and uh he face planted in front of this bus of um intellectually disabled people <laughs> who laughed so loud <laughs> and hard at him <laughs> this poor kid <laughs> he got up he was he was one minute he's the coolest kid in the world. Next minute yeah, right. he's face planted <laughs> in front of a bus full of people who just they because where whereas um, you know sometimes uh, most adults will have the snicker or you know won't be so yeah, obvious. Yeah. They saw this. There was that beautiful unbridled joy <laughs> of seeing something funny and just laughing. There's, there's a few things funnier than someone falling over, especially <laughs> when they're, they're the fall, it's, it's it's the fall, fall from grace and the well. fall yeah. from grace. <laughs> this kid was he, he was riding high. He was so cool. Bam! Front truck goes face plant on the road. Right. Yeah, in especially when he's looking cool. Skating. Yeah. Probably the funniest thing I've ever seen was an old job a few years ago um, as a hotel, and we were having like a trivia night. And so all the staff were down, um, sitting down, and one of the head honchos of the hotel is one of the accounts manager or something like that who paid everyone the money, and he was running a bit late, but there's like the mezzanine level. So, so we're all sitting down, there's probably 80 of us, and then he kind of got the levels wrong and turned up the mezzanine level, and he looked out over all of us, um, and he got the wrong place. And so he's on this sort of platform, right? And he's holding two beers, and there's a step there he missed, and so we all saw him. So everyone in the... Everyone in the office is looking up. Oh, hey, I can't remember his name. There he is. And then he looked down and he's holding two beers and he just swayed from one side, lost his footing, swayed to the other side and just slowly just toppled over oh. with his two beers. <laughs> and just the fact that he was like, you know, the head guy of the hotel and just collapsed. With it. It just, That's fantastic. No, I, I, I'd never laughed so hard for so long. That's um, it's just as contagious laughter where everyone went for about twenty minutes. Yeah, too, because that's that's the person you're usually you don't want to mess up. Yeah, in front and no, of. no one wants to you know make fun of him or step yeah. out of place with him. But it's just <laughs> but there's nothing you can do. Like in two from that point of view, he's just looking into a crowd full of people laughing. Like there's yeah. no individuals <laughs> laughing. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I love seeing the just. There's something to be said for slapstick, like yeah. that sort of slapstick humor. I lo- I just. It's something so... Vi- it's the reason, um, like, Funniest Home Videos was always... Yeah, like it's still going, isn't it? It's no, it hasn't. Uh, it's It's been stopped for... Well, it's been replaced by memes now yeah, of the people internet falling over. It. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's like, that was... No matter what, like, you'd be flicking around the TV, you know, 6.30 on a Saturday night, you know, mm. getting ready to do whatever you're doing on a Saturday night. And th- I just... I couldn't flick past that show. Yeah. You just stop and then oh, <laughs> someone's going to get hit in the Some, nuts. <laughs> Some fat old woman falling off a couch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know why, but the fat made it <laughs> funny. Like, 
it's this. Yeah, I don't know. But now that's um, I'm probably going to get um, you know, someone will be upset. Maybe ah. now, maybe the people that got through the political stuff are turning it off now. Nah. They're going, oh, we thought this was a woke podcast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that's. Uh, so is that your style? Do you like the slapstick type humor, or what? What do you, what type of comedy? Because you do, you obviously do comedy. Yeah. Um, I it, like uh, I like th- uh, theories and opinions and ideas and that kind of thing. Um, so, who like big name? Who's your Who's your favorite? Comedian? Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, Bill Burr. That's three, kind of three very different sort of uh, approaches like Chris Rock and Burr are both very um, I suppose that they're your theories yeah Burr especially the theory theory yeah. guy but um, Seinfeld just jokes yeah but I still think he's got theories in it if, like I, I actually download, I found a bootleg of his one of his recent um, shows and he's all just sort of uh, opinions throughout it's yeah just a masterclass yeah he is he is good so wh- how did you get into comedy um I started, I've been doing it about four years at the moment. Um, I actually did one gig about four years earlier and then didn't do it again. Oh, where was that? Mike in Hand. Mike in Hand, that yeah. was my. That was where I first uh, yeah, right. got up. Yeah, they're in Glebe. Yeah, um, it was terrible, and so I didn't do it for four years. But um, yeah, I, I was going to a few gigs in the area and thought I could do that. And I've always loved it, I just didn't have the now, was it to get up there. Was it the comedian you saw that wasn't very good? That made you think you could do it, or was it the, <laughs> the comedian you saw that was really good that inspired you to want to do it? Uh, probably, probably a combination. <laughs> I'll, I'll be polite. <laughs> <laughs> there's always that. There's always that thing of like you see that you got your favourites. You go, oh, I'd love to be able to do that, and yeah, then yeah. you go, well, I could at least do better than yeah. that. <laughs> I actually can't remember who it was who I saw, um, but. Yeah, probably a combination of both, definitely. I, I remember when I um when I first when the seed was first planted with me was I'd been um I was I was down in Melbourne for a bit and we were going at the comedy festival was on and we were going each night to this pub, the Exford Hotel, um and drinking. They had yep. the free free comedy after ten p.m. and it was yep. basically a showcase thing. Guys would come in and they do their five, yep, and um you know just basically promote their shows, and. Uh, and little did I know I was being the worst audience member, like the worst uh, audience member for that kind of thing. Because we just go, well, why would you go pay to go to a show? Yeah, right. go and see all these different, <laughs> com- which is the exact opposite of what you should do if yeah. you're a comedy audience. You need to see someone you like, go see their, their show. Um, I did actually go see someone that festival though, and I'll get back to that. But that, I remember seeing a, a couple of guys, and I have, I have no idea who they were, yep. but a couple of guys, and I saw them, you know, a few nights apart, and they're doing the same stuff. Yep. And that realization is, oh, that they're not like it's not new every time. Yeah, right. They they just, you know, they they do repeat stuff. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I could. And just, okay. and then yeah, and then uh, finally got the courage up. And yeah, got got up at the mic in hand as well. Which How, uh, how'd you go on your first time? Um, I'm sure if I listened to it now, I'd go horrible. Oh, you recorded it? Yes. <laughs> uh, record, of course, record. when's this tape coming out? This tape is coming out never. Um, <laughs> But I, uh, yeah, I didn't, um, I think I recorded it, but yeah, I, d- I got up and it went better than I thought it was going to. I got the best pep talk from a mate okay. and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, so I'll just, I'll keep it short. But um, basically I two mates that came along and they were the only people who knew that I was doing it. Yep. Um, and apart from my wife and um, 
the one of the mates pulls me aside and he had another mate to try stand-up comedy a few years before. Oh, okay. And he goes to me, listen, this is what's happening. It's going to, you're going to get up there. Probably no one's going to laugh, um, <laughs> but that's all right. Just go through it. It's hard. This is hard. You know, if it doesn't matter. Like yep. no one's going to laugh. It's it's fine. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I, I wasn't the, but in hindsight, that's the most realistic pep talk yeah. I could have got. But because I'd had that, like going, oh, oh, no one's going to laugh. And then when they did, I was like, oh, okay, this actually right, went right. all right. So, yeah. and um, yeah, filled me with under a lot promise, of... Under promise, over deliver. Yeah, filled me with a lot of false confidence. Yeah, um, right. So that was, uh, yeah, that was my first my first outing, which okay. is... Uh, and I find that room, that room's pretty nice too. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I remember I wrote, I spent a couple of weeks writing all five minutes for it, but walking up to the pub, I was so nervous... I thought, no, nah, I can't do that. It's not going to work. That's that's rubbish. And so I wrote another five minutes just in the, in oh, the car yeah. park across the road. I love that. This <laughs> is, look, what I spent two weeks on, that's crap. Yeah, exactly. This five minutes in the car park, <laughs> that'll be genius. <laughs> and then halfway through the set, I realized what I'd written in the car park was rubbish. And I went back to the other stuff. And I, I only got one or two laughs towards the end. But yeah, it was tough. It's very tough. It's There's no... You'll never feel silence greater than a punchline where you think they're going to laugh, where you think the laugh is, and it's not. Yeah. <laughs> there's no <laughs> silence. You just do that. <laughs> just try, your breathing gets weird. And you just go, okay. Mouth gets dry. You can't remember your next line. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I, I find now I'm... Um, yeah, it's, it's harder to... It's, it's easier to, to move past that mm. once you once you know... Once you've got reliable material yep. and you know that you've got something you can go to, then then that doesn't uh, that isn't and the confidence can sell it a bit more as well. Oh, exactly, exactly. So, um, you did other casual job other than the the disability support. Yeah, I just work temp work in an office. Temp work in an yeah. office. Where are you? Did you get what? So high school. Canberra? Yeah. So uh, I after high school in Canberra, I um, went to London for a couple of years. Okay, and no, you can't just brush it over that you went to London for a couple of years. Yeah, well, I, I left for my 18th birthday um, and got a job in a hotel in the middle of London, working as a um, uh, concierge. Uh, oh yeah. Well, porter. I think the technical <laughs> concierge Conci- sounds fancy. Concierge th- sounds French. <laughs> There's nothing fancy about that job at all. Um, yeah, it was great. You get there's a staff accommodation in the middle of London. Didn't get paid too much, but you got food and accommodation. So oh, that's all right. Um, it, it, I'm yeah. picturing a backpackers, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. The all the Kentucky tours arrived at that hotel. Tell me, which all. was um, which made me hate Australians and South oh really? Africans. Oh, it's awful. And they South just, Africans. Well, that the part the Australians, New Zealanders, South Africans all stayed at that hotel and. That's where their, their Kentucky tours started from. Really? They, oh, they were just a mess, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you look, up, look after their backpack for the day. Oh. Um, yeah, it was a great time. Oh, I did everything I wanted to. Went to loads of gigs and uh, football games, test match at Lords, that kind of stuff. Nice. So you cricket fan as well? Yeah. Yeah. yeah test one day. Uh, what's love Test. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't watched that much the last couple of years. Um, I watch more Big Bash, which I'm... A little bit of shame to say. Yeah, who's your team in the Big Bash? The Sydney Sixers. Sydney Sixers, good. Yeah, but we'd see now. See, so they're in Paddington. They're yeah, in, we've yeah. got, we've got. Uh, you're, you're the. No, no, no. We'd see now. This is the thing. Is um, there was this was a debate in our family. Um, 
we um, my wife wanted us all to um or me her and the boys to all go for the one team okay um the boys weren't into that's it that's no fun you need to divide the household well, <laughs> this is the thing with every other sport where the, the house is divided right okay. she just wants one one house one <laughs> sport where we're not divided right so we say that we say all right who are we going to go for who are we going to go for and um uh, my oldest boy just not on board he goes I want to go for whoever you're not going for <laughs> like, good on him <laughs> he wanted the rivalry he loves it loves yeah. it and uh, so we, we we tossed and turned and, and then it looked like we were her and I were going to be going for the thunder and um, the boys going for the sixes yep. um, and then uh, and then I realised uh, Shane Watson's uh, in the thunder and I was like <laughs> oh, I can't do it like, uh, by all accounts, he's a lovely guy. Yeah. But he just constantly looks like he's about to cry. Yeah. There's something about his demeanour that doesn't suit his public image at all. Yeah, it's like he doesn't enjoy playing cricket. Yeah. I think it could be that he cares too much and it just it comes across he doesn't care at all, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and this Whatever is it is, it doesn't hurt to smile. Shane. So then my wife, I said to, I said to my wife, I said, we can't, I, I can't do the this thunder thing and so <laughs> that was the that was we basically said to uh said to our oldest son i said uh, look we're, we're all going to go for the sixes and he's like why and i said because the thunder there's a guy who's uh, uh, <laughs> he's a bit of a whinger and uh and that was uh, that was enough he goes okay well i can't expect you to go for a whinger he wasn't going to go for a whinger so uh there we were so you're all on board with the sixes yes yeah. we're all on have six. you taken them all out to the game not not yet. Um, we were going to try and go this year, but uh, all the the games didn't sort of line up with... Like we were away camping yep. um, just after Christmas. And yep. then, so all the Sydney games haven't really lined up yep. um, well with what's going on. Like How old are they, the kids? Uh, oldest boy is eight and yep. youngest one's six. Oh, so I remember going my first cricket game when I was probably about eight or ten. Um, my mate's dad took us to a one-dayer um, on the hill back in the old days, it was about early 90s. Is this in Sydney? <coughs> yep. Nice. Uh, SCG. And I just remember it being absolute chaos. There's the times when there was just drunk idiots falling about. It was oh, yeah. It's it just another world. That's <laughs> a, and, and that's the thing. Like, I think sometimes we, um, people don't realise how drunk, publicly drunk, mm. um, Sydney used to be, well, Australia used to be. Yeah. Like, people go, oh, we've got a problem with drunkenness. Like, Mike Baird would have freaked out if he yeah. had to live back in the, the early 80s. Mike Baird again. wouldn't have survived the first innings at the SCG. He'd yeah. <laughs> it would have just been like, all right, we're, we're locking the crowd out yeah. completely. I mean, now with the seats, it's a bit more, there's still a bit of drunkenness, but it's just so much better. I just remember just absolute chaos. as people falling over, half-naked women, like guys with shirts off, yelling, throwing beers, like... And you get soaked as the wave goes around. You're just soaked in alcohol. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we um, we went uh, a bunch of. Uh, I went along to. Uh, I think it was day day two, day two or day yeah day two of the uh, Sydney Test this yep. year. I went along with a couple of um, with Maddie B, oh, yeah, uh, Julia cool. Wilson, just yeah a bunch of uh, Sydney comics. Dan yep. Dan Muggleton. Um, who else was there? Reese Piper came along. Uh, cool. Dave Smeet. Um, Amanda Gray. Yep. So we, we, a bunch of us went along, and um, it was a really good day. But then we, um, the, the f- like classic, like Julia went to the bar because um, her and I were drinking beers, 
um, she went to the bar and comes back. She goes, I just heard the best thing. There was the, you know, the Richies? Yeah. The people that come dressed up as Richie, right? So there's the Richies were all there and then there's the watermelon heads that goes with the yep. watermelon cutter. And she's at the bar and um, and she hears one one of the, the bar manager tell one of the bar staff, right, the Richies are cut off, but the watermelon <laughs> heads are all right. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Australia at the cricket does that make sense. Yeah, the Richies yeah. are all cut off, but the watermelon heads are all right. How'd that catch on the watermelon head? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, it's like people. It just can't. Go, they think it's cool. It can't be cool in there in the heat. I surely, that, surely that would keep the heat in. So. Yeah, it, it doesn't look like it'll breathe a lot. But yeah. it's the other thing is, it's like it's like you go, look, I want a hat that doesn't really give me any sun protection, like you no know, visor or yeah. whatever. But I do want to be sticky on the back of my neck. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've got the perfect yeah, hat for you. It's a watermelon. That'd be dripping down all over your head all day, yeah, getting your hair. It's outrageous. Especially in the heat, you start to sweat, and it's yeah. like, uh, oh no, nah, no dice, idiots. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, but they hey, they can handle their drink. The Richies couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. Would you say like so? Cricket, soccer, any other sports? Uh, mainly those two. I don't. I follow them. I follow soccer quite a lot. So it takes. It, I don't have too much time to. I love the the intricacies of it. Like I watch the Premier League a lot, and it's like a. Um, it's just like a. There's so many plots and subplots involved. It's like a you know, never-ending soap opera. You know, this guy used to play for this team. Now he's over here. Then he's trying to resurrect his career. Then the coach used to be over here, and then. They're out of form. Can so they make it back? So the East Enders of sport. Yeah. 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 yeah you, know, you did spend a bit of time in London, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Getting into your soaps. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I've got to say, I never never really got into soccer. Like, it's right. just never been... There's all that. Then there's the tactics. Then there's, you know, once you get into all that, that's a whole other world as well. Yeah, I look, I to be honest, I, I don't mind soccer. Like, when the World mm. Cups and when the big tournaments are on, I'll, um, I'm more than happy to watch yeah. watch the games and, and that sort of stuff. But, um, and I, I, I love watching the Socceroos play. Um, but, but, yeah, it's never been my number one sport. I think I grew up in the only town in the world the most part growing up as I said Corowa there was just no soccer there right. was you had the choice of uh, Australian rules football uh, hockey or there was so you um, went with what'd you go with hockey yeah hockey <laughs> oh, what, what, what's, what were you laughing you thought that was a joke did yeah, you tell me <laughs> that's a men's sport my friend that's a uh, no, that's a, it's hockey field hockey um, it, uh, the Australian teams Australia is one of the better um, mm. of nations at it um, but it, have you ever watched a, like a like a, a I've got to say, the skill level is pretty high, and with the sticks and the fast-moving ball, and the yeah. yeah, they're so quick these days. Like I, um, I, I remember the last season I played because I played over at St George. I played, um, mostly, mostly just second grade yep. over there. But the last season I played, I just remember chatting to this guy, um, at training, this one of these guys he'd come up from when he was one of the sort of he was I think he was our first grade captain yep. when it was his first year and we're chatting away and he's um, doing stuff with the ball like you know you, you dribbling sort, yeah. of sort of side to side he was doing that but flicking it up off the <coughs> ground and doing it in side to side in right. the air then putting it back down the ground and it just occurred to me that he plays a different game than what yeah, I've right. grown up playing like it was just <laughs> that that in the moment when I went to take off after uh, in a game I was um, chasing this guy that um had the had the ball. I remember chasing like he got a pass down the wing, and I'd I'd basically run to we're running towards a goal, and I was yep. in, in pursuit of him, as it were. 
And I remember just going, all right, time to really put the back burners on. Yep. And uh, as I did, uh, didn't get any closer because uh, he was a 16-year-old kid who was fast. <laughs> and I just went, yeah, you know what? Maybe uh, maybe it's time yeah, to uh, retire. This is uh, Now, what are your thoughts on the offside rule? Do you think it works? But there's no offside in hockey. There is no offside in hockey, and it works really well for that. Right. Um, I don't know that it would work as well in soccer. Yep. Uh, so the thing, the thing with the offside rule in hockey um, is the, the ball can transfer a, a lot quicker in hockey. You play yeah, on extra right, turf and that sort of stuff. Um, it so you can get up there in like less than a second, really. Yeah. Oh, mate, it it could. Uh, yeah. The ball. Whereas the soccer ball takes. Yeah. Good point. The ball uh, transfers a lot quicker. So it, it's there's, and that's exciting to to watch and see. Like, and it just because the ball can transfer, like you can like you can pass the ball around over the, the field very quickly yep. between two or three players, then it's fine to spread all those players out. Whereas um, soccer, like, it's it's a little more... Uh, I mean, I suppose it's, you can go aerial or whatever, but it just doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't transfer yeah, anywhere yeah. as quickly. So I think when, when hockey used to be played predominantly on grass, the offside rule made perfect sense. But, yeah, I'm... I'm a fan of uh, I'm a fan of the the current yep. sort of thing. They've even got to the point now in hockey where you used to not be able to um, uh, if you're taking a free hit, you had to pass it to someone else. Okay. Now you can sort of pass it to yourself and play on, and yeah, right. everything's about getting. So are we it. still are we still the top of the world in hockey? We're the men's and women's. Um, so we won a few gold medals we're up there, but we're not. I don't think we're the men. Neither side had great Olympics. Um, uh, probably, probably didn't achieve what they wanted to achieve, but we're con- consistently in this sort of top three or four yep. of uh, of the world. I'd, I'd say, um, which is it's great. But th- see, this is the thing with hockey now. Like we're talking about the speed, is now a lot of the time um, they're they're basically recruiting young sprinters and teaching them right. put a put a stick in their hand and teaching them yep. to play. Um, is it's it's the, the that emphasis now at the development is all on the speed rather yeah, than yeah. the uh, the, uh, the so there's there's a couple of um, Olympic sprinters who have been uh, headhunted by sevens rugby teams to just they just give them the ball and tell them to run yeah no one can catch them exactly exactly and that's um I mean that's not it's not uncommon like Nova Paris um yeah she played played hockey for Australia and then you know in the next Olympics she was uh, running but so it's not totally unusual but yeah. Now it's more and more. You need to be super, super quick, um, which you know. Look at me. Um, <laughs> wasn't necessarily my uh, my forte. We're working to hundred in twelve <laughs> seconds in your heyday. Twelve, fourteen. I don't know. And uh, maybe in my first car it was a V six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it was just uh, yeah. The, the speed thing. Like I was, a, I was always a defender, sort of a half or a fullback. Okay. Mm. Sort of hang back, but yeah, like it was all right. Like you know, it, w- it just takes me a bit longer to get to full speed than it did. Uh, yeah, right. did a lot of the other guys. But yeah, now it's all about that. Yeah, the opposite, burst of the opposite speed. of the uh, Ferrari. Instead of going naught to sixty in three seconds, you're sixty seconds to get to. Yeah, I'm like an o- yeah. I'm like the old locomotive, mate. It's yeah, uh, yeah. you know, get it going. But then if you have to stop me too quick, there is a chance <laughs> I'll derail. Yeah, so right. <laughs> take everyone out with me. It was uh, yeah no so you played you played soccer obviously was that yeah your winter played sport? soccer and cricket when I was younger in what, Canberra. What was your thing in cricket? Um, a bit of an all rounder. I bowled a bit, batted a bit. Um, 
yeah, not a huge success. Love the playing, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> nothing too interesting about it. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no, no career highlights you want to. Uh, One career highlight. Let me think. Um, uh, I came in at. I uh, got a hat trick once. When I, in oh, the, really? In under tens, got my name in the Canberra Times. Nice. That was the, probably the career highlight. Yeah. Canberra, did you get the trophy? Get the ball mounted or anything? Yeah, I got the, the ball mounted. But it was a good thing in the Canberra Times they they um, uh, cover all the junior cricket. So when someone you know makes fifty or gets good figures, you get your little name in the in the Canberra Times the next nice. week. So that was, that was good. Yeah, we used to get that, but it was the Coral Free Press. Probably a little bit less distribution, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't just uh, a guy on a typewriter yeah, <laughs> handing out <laughs> handing out flyers i got a hat trick in under 14s and um it was uh it was inter- my uh the last wicket was a um was an lbw oh yeah and uh my old man was the umpire so right. uh, <laughs> the, 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 there was uh, the, the guy was plum as yeah but i and my old man's the kind of guy where i reckon if it hadn't have been super plum I was. It was more likely to go against me because he just that guy. Yeah, okay. He doesn't want to be seen as biased. Like yeah, he's okay. that sort of up and down <laughs> sort of a guy. So I went. I was like, he's back, back. Like I think he's basically stood. You know, when they they square up, it's basically stood yep. back in right both pads in front of the yep. stumps about an inch away, and it's hit him about halfway up the stumps, and um, we've all appeared. Yeah. That given it and then the batsman through that's cheating <laughs> this 14 year old is that at how long of all places yeah. I had a similar thing where um, when I was about 16 or 17 I started playing grade cricket so I played like third grade or something like that yep um, oh no it was a lot, lot, lot less than that probably fourth or fifth but um, the, someone from the batting team would just go umpires and have proper umpires yep and they just sent me out there and I didn't I was just very green and young I was just alright go umpire <laughs> And in the first over, right, where our team is um, batting, the big LWW pill goes up. And it looked plumb. I was like, yeah, right, out. And then the the number three comes out as the captain and just blasts me. Tom, what the fuck? You don't give him out. He's <laughs> <laughs> your own teammate. You're f- <laughs> that was, I was like, it was plumb. <laughs> mate, it was so hard to get an LB. If you had other teams. Like, yeah, I didn't know. Umpiring. I didn't know the... You know, you don't give it. There's no runouts. Just <laughs> there's no runouts. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you've got bowled and caught it slip mm. <laughs> when you've got them. And even then, the stump has to knock completely out of the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you've got to have bowled the ball from a foot and a half behind yeah, the line yeah. to not get no <laughs> ball. It was, uh, yeah, that was. Um, I remember doing that. Like it, but the and too, like it's hard. Like the pressure on a like a young kid. Yeah. When playing yeah. with men. Yeah, that's right. Was, um, I remember the first game, it was one of the first games of men's cricket I ever played. I played over at, um, it was when I was in, still in Corowa. So we, you only had basically um, three grades of men's yep. cricket. So it was A grade, B grade, C grade. And um, my first game was in C grade and I, I bowled really well, got good figures. And the next week, um, I was supposed to be in B grade, but then someone dropped out in A grade and the right. A grade captain sort of saw me as the, he's like, oh, this is a potential young boy, so he takes yeah. me under his wing. And I remember going out to bat and um, we're on turf. And because um, because we were C-grade, I thought I was going to be playing C-grade all year. I hadn't bothered buying like proper spikes right. or anything. So I'm just there in my runners on <laughs> turf. And the uh, I'm batting at number 11 and, you know, it's yep. basically tr- trying to get the see through the day. And um, and the first ball, like he bowls sort of short pitch and I back up and just like trying to defend it. And uh, it hit me that hard that I was on my toes like because up on my toes and I just slipped straight over <laughs> like just first ball just defended and it looked like the ball had knocked me off my feet yeah, it right. was so bad 
<laughs> I just remember being so embarrassed, just getting up and like this is the keeper and the slips are all laughing. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, like that's <laughs> they knew it. Like, they were yeah. good about it. It was um, but yeah, that that first thing you you don't realize because you feel like a big like you know I would have been same thing sort of fifteen, yep. and you feel like you know I'm you know I'm big like I'm, and then all of a sudden you're playing with actual men and yeah. you're just like oh no, this is terrifying. <laughs> And they're uh, all they're all turn up hungover. They're all oh man, yeah. I I, don't I even in, even in junior cricket we used to play. I remember once a guy, we were about seventeen. His dad turned up and literally kicked him out of the opened the passenger door, literally pushed him out, and he tumbled out, still hungover, <laughs> and fell onto the car park. So, yeah, I remember the, the first one of the <laughs> one early on. I remember getting a lift with a guy out to uh, out to Wangaratta, and um, one of the uh, I just got that Christmas. I'd got a new cricket bag, like yep. in gray, nice big grey nick cricket bag, and so it's on the back seat. And anyway, he's smoking the whole way, <laughs> butts a cigarette out the window, but it flies back in the because right. <laughs> no air conditioning flies back <laughs> in the second window and sits on my and burn a little hole in my new oh, bag. It's just like, and he's just like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like the idea of even now smoking in a car, <laughs> but yeah. these just, it just yeah, it was um, different times. Yeah. Different times. I I love that though. Playing, I did, it was one of the more fun things. Is like, yeah, as a, yeah. The as amount a of characters. There's one guy I played with who ran a burger stand at night. So it was his job. He was up all night running a burger stand in the middle of Canberra. That was his job. Oh, wow. So and then turned up the cricket the next day, eight a.m. Like in the city, after sells kebabs to people when they're drunk. That's basically. Yeah. There's another guy who <laughs> he didn't turn up one week, and uh, he was a bit cagey. And the next week, oh, what happened last week? Oh, I was in jail. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, just spent the night in jail. So we had. Um, I remember there was a guy who um, was playing in, in Newcastle. worked worked at BHP, mm. and he um, used to the night shift. And um, I remember he's he he was basically a first grader, but um, would play you know play down the grades because he did, couldn't play the hours of first grade because he because he was. Um, you know, working. Yep. So but you needed to sleep at some stage. So first grade start earlier and finish later than uh, than you know the the lower grades. I remember one game he was playing. He's he's batting um at uh, just on this little ground at Wall's End. Must have been third grade, and um he's just going nuts, like just going nuts. Like you know we got them out, and then he's gone into open, and he's just going nuts. But he's realised he's going as in smashing around. Yeah, the park. smashing yeah. around the park, and um he's he's just in a hurry. To uh, to get going, right. cause he, he was gonna get his runs, get out, cause he had to get to work. And at one point, he's hit this um, hit this six, but it's rolled into the creek. Yeah. And you know they're taking their sweet times, oh, heads down, like you know as you do when you're getting carted by a bloke. Yeah. He took his took his gloves off, threw the bat down, ran over, gets the ball out of the creek, throws it back to them, <laughs> runs back. <laughs> like, can we get this over with? I need to get to work. Well, we had another guy. There was um. There was the guy who used to the groundskeeper, this bloke by the name of Russell, who um he like if he could get through a sentence without using F and C, right? It was amazing. Like <laughs> it was. I remember turning up to him. His son um play. His son played and um and this other uh, best mate. This is when we were playing. He must have been playing third grade or second grade or something. But, yep. Um, we I, t- I remember turning up and the they're just sort of sitting around. At this ground, you know, a bit early, and uh, it's like there's there's Russ, uh, this Russ's son, and the I see the bag for this other guy who yep. was this. Is he a really interesting guy? He used to play. He'd play um, 
in our winters he'd put, be playing baseball professionally yeah. in Germany, right. and then he'd come back and uh, spend the Australian summer here, and he'd just play cricket with with us. Um, but he'd been we're getting towards the end of the season, so he's going back to Germany soon. So he'd been on this fitness kick. They'd been out the night before, and I, I said to him, "Oh, where's I forget his name? Where's Sansa?" And they're just like, "Oh, he's in there. He shit himself." And I'm like, "What?" And uh, I go in there, and he's just there in the sink in the change rooms washing his eyes. Oh. <laughs> like, what, what happened? <laughs> and they'd been out in the drink the night before, and he he just, like, minor fart issue, like, f- followed right. through on a fart. <laughs> but instead of, like, getting a new pair or whatever, he's just washing them in the sink. <laughs> just like, because he'd been, he'd been off the grog, and these guys were good drinkers. Yeah, right. And so, yeah. That's a, and as a 17-year-old kid, just walking, go, yeah, this, <laughs> this is super normal. <laughs> Have you heard about, um, I think it was like those Pakistani fast bowlers. It was a Makram, I think it was, who played for Sydney Uni a couple of times back in, must be 20 years ago. Yep. And I've heard stories of him, he'd, they'd put in, he'd open the bowling, take four or five wickets and a few overs, <laughs> then he'd yeah, sub off a field drive off with in a like a convertible with some model come nice. back an hour later finish off the tail that's fantastic there's something about those, life. something about those guys that are just that much better than everyone yeah. at cricket like it's just or just sports in general like yeah. it was um i remember i remember uh yeah some of these some of the guys like uh, i i played with that just were like there was a bunch of those guys like the, the, the guy that that shit himself and a few of them that i ended up playing <laughs> That's how he's with known now <laughs> yeah but they were guys that they were guys who athletically like had they would they if they tried and mm. focused they would have been playing first oh, grade yeah there's but they just loved mucking around yeah so <laughs> there's so. plenty of people like that like. Which, you know, you're supposed to like, you know, the third grades and second grades are supposed to be, oh, you get the young blokes through, you show them stuff. Yep. But it turns out the guys that are teaching them are just lunatics. Yeah. <laughs> you could be playing <laughs> higher but aren't. It's, uh, I, I miss, geez, I miss playing sport in general. Yeah, so I was playing indoor soccer up until about yeah, six months ago. Um, and once you build up a bit of fitness, it's great. But, you know, one injury and you're out for six weeks, like your knee goes, yeah. and it's just... Yeah, Not as mind, young as you used to be, Tommy. Yeah, your mind tells your foot to smash it in the top corner and you just end up falling over. It's hey, it just occurred to me. Tom, now the name Tom Orr, yeah. spelt that now obviously yours is spelt different than the soccer room. Yep. I actually <coughs> realised that I knew a, knew a guy called Tom Orr right. growing up. I went to school. How was he spelt? Uh, O-double-R. Right. There was a, a family um, they're from... Uh, little well, town it only called. occurred to you now? Yeah, well, it just... I d- <laughs> No, because okay, I went to school with his sister Sally. Oh right, okay. Uh, who was a lovely, lovely girl and um, good mate. And she, uh, we went to yeah, we went through high school seven to ten yep. um, together. And they were they were from out my way the way. And um, her younger brother was um, was Tom. Yeah right. And yeah, that's a sorry that just occurred to me then. <laughs> that's fascinating. Must be an absolute legend. But yeah, yeah, he was. I don't know, couple of years younger than me so it wasn't like i was hanging out with him all right, the time right. but he seemed all right his uh yeah his sister was nice but um so you canberra how long were you so you went you didn't bother with uni you just went to the um UK? yeah i went to so i went to the uk for about two and a half years yep um visa was two years and i think it stayed a bit longer and it extended um i had a bunch of different jobs um yeah i was working in a hotel a bar i was a uh, security guard at wimbledon 
for a couple of days. Security uh, for a couple of days. What? Uh, well, I I think what happened. There's some really strict shirt policy, and um, I didn't pass the test. You need. You so. have to have one. Yeah, it had to be. It had to be perfect. Like you checked. You got checked on the way out. And I kind of. Th- I can't remember the exact details now, but um, I remember on, on the first day I was there, we were like security guards at the back gate, and um, you're there for you know nine hours. During the half hour of my lunch break, Tom Cruise walked in and I missed him. And <laughs> <laughs> that summed up my day. That was your. Uh, that was. Yeah. Security at Wimbledon, they get a lot of trouble at Wimbledon. Oh, it strikes me as incredibly <laughs> civilized. <laughs> yeah, but I ended up going to the final that year actually, which is good. Um, the Pat Rafter Ivanovic. Oh, nice final. So that was great. Yeah, yeah. It's good golden. Yeah. Uh, Golden era of Australian tennis. Yeah, we haven't really had. Oh, think no I one likable. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We've had a few good players. No one to really want to hang your hat on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Leighton Hewitt won it a bit after that, but um, didn't he turn out to be much more likable in the context of the young blokes we got now? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Remember when he was like, "Oh, what a wanker!" All he did was um, yell, "Come on!" Yeah, what you wouldn't give to have yeah. him back, <laughs> as opposed Not to blame the players. Oh or my god, <laughs> coach lunatics we've got playing for us now are just yeah do you, do you get into the tennis at all oh, I'll watch the Australian Open or if it's on yeah it's a good game I like it but um, I don't follow it as closely no I don't Yeah. do you ever play uh, I play casually yeah casually so you're a bit friends. of an all round sportsman yeah I mean it's in Canberra when I grew up it's very outdoorsy it reminds me of um, walking down the street here actually big backyards a bit um, you know a lot of space as opposed to the inner city of Sydney yeah, so um, in the west where you are, mate. Yeah. <laughs> in the west. Um, so yeah, there's tennis courts and um, you know football pitches down the road. Yeah, yeah. but actually, there's d- just down the road here. There's there's um, baseball fields. There's everything. Oh, so nice. It's um yeah, it's good good part of yeah. the world to be. Actually, there's bike tracks and stuff. Actually, just got a bike just before Christmas. Cool. And so uh, been exploring the uh, tracks. I did the saddest thing though um, the other day. I went for a went for a ride. And uh, got about, I don't know how far I was from home, maybe 5K or whatever, but on the way back and uh, got it flat. Right. And I was like, oh, this is a nightmare. So I thought, oh, we'll see what I can do. So I pull over and I got the little pump on the bike and the, got the spare tube and everything there. And I thought, <coughs> I thought maybe I can, because it seemed to be going down. Like I, I think I could pinpoint when it happened and when it I actually noticed that it was actually going right, proper right. flat. And this, I think this is a slow leak. I think I can get some air in this. If I can just get some air in this, I'll be able to, you know, maybe get home. So I um get get the pump out, put some air in it, think, yep, I'm all right. So I go, just charge off. And then it went down again. But by the time it went down again, I was maybe two and a bit Ks from home. Okay. So I was like, it's not worth... And I'm like on the side of a main road. So I'm like, it's not worth getting the tyre levers out and changing the tube and everything yeah, yeah. here. I'll just walk at home. Okay. Do you know how much of a loser you feel like <laughs> <laughs> with your helmet walking? It's just—it's the saddest <laughs> thing you can see. I think. Uh, people assume that you can't fix it, or yeah. yeah. 
And I'm walking, I'm walking, and I was like, oh, I feel like such a loser. Like, and it's something, it's one of those things, not like if you get shat on by a bird, like it's entirely not your fault, but you just feel like a loser. Right, right. You know, you ever get those sort of things? <laughs> it's incredibly sad. I just, I was, I remember. I was I'm walking and um, a mate of mine rang. He goes, hey, what are you up to? I said, I'm doing the most humiliating <laughs> thing I could be doing. <laughs> um, speaking of cyclists and the inner west, there's quite a few um, where I live who they ride around with their helmets on the handlebars because they'd rather be seen, you know, helmets are a bit daggy and all that. So they'd rather oh, be seen as cool than potentially have their face ripped off in an accident well the thing is like if you're not going to wear it don't wear it but yeah. don't bring it either yeah that's right you know what i mean like or, or, or the, the 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 other option is the uh, helmet on but unstrapped like not strapped underneath yeah. it's like you know i'm you'll I'm, be fine I'm a little bit <laughs> as long I'm as a little bit safe but um i'm a little bit cool yeah, like you, you, you'll be fine as long as whatever's going to hurt you falls directly on top of your head while yeah. you're riding under it. Other than that, if you get knocked off, you've got no chance. <laughs> yeah, that's coming off. <laughs> that's um. So yeah, that that uh, that fascinates me. The girls that'll that'll carry the helmet but won't wear it because it's like okay. It's like the mum said, you gotta take this with you. Like, all yeah, right, all right. It's like, well, it's like you, you know, I don't want to, I don't like wearing helmets, but you got to. So if I see a policeman, I'll just put it on. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, what's the chance you're going to see them before they see you, <laughs> for starters? And two, what's the chance they're going to go? Oh, if you've got it, and you're not wearing it, that to me seems worse than if you not if they pulled you over yeah. and they just you go, yeah, look, I haven't got it. My helmet got nicked. Yeah, like that at least sounds like an excuse. Like, so like, oh, I don't know how it works. I thought that was what you're supposed to just hang it on the handlebars. Like it's just, yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm not a not a fan of that. I'm mate. I'm should see me. I'm all like uh, all about the. Safety. You like her as well, or just no, not out with. I I'll wear the shorts, but yep. under a pair of actual okay. shorts because you don't, you don't I, want to get out of control. No, I'm not <laughs> that dude. And oh yeah, I just and wear, more like bush mountain biking or road. Uh, it's no, just mostly road stuff. Yep. It's the the type of bike I got. Like um, they there's they call them sort of cyclocross or enduro road yep. sort of things. They're basically set up so you can ride them. Like they they look like a road bike basically, but you can ride them on gravel. They got a bit fatter tires and that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah. they they're a bit. They don't have to be on a perfect roadway to to ride them. Yep. Which is uh, yeah. I just wanted to be able to have a bike that I could ride pretty much anywhere. Right. So that's um yeah, it, it's good. I I'm enjoying it, but it's uh it's certainly yeah, I I like I'm all about like talk about the change in you know when you're younger and you want to look cool, you want to make sure you don't look D- daggy yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Now, I don't give a fuck as long as they can <laughs> see me because I'm just I'm so aware of if I get hit by a car, I'm fucked. Yeah, right. Like it's so So you got the flashing light, the I do. I fluoro, the, you got fluoro top as I well. don't have fluoro top. I got the um I always wear like what I wear a helmet light. I don't have a helmet light. I got this I got the sweetest lights. Um I got this uh the, the light I got for the front it throws out like if you wear it, put it on at night it throws from, out like 300 lumen or something like it actually <laughs> You know, most of them it just sort of makes... They're up at the International Space Station. There's Andrew Barnett riding there down the There we go. Jesus, he must be going up a hill because that's pretty <laughs> slow. Uh, it's uh, Yeah, man, I'm all about that now. Like, I'm just like, I, I, I couldn't give a shit. I mm. just want to make sure I don't get hit by a car. Yeah. That's, uh, that's my main thing. And that's the thing too is like I find now I, I try to... I don't, I don't like riding on the main roads um, for two reasons. One, not super uh, safe uh, in case... 
people aren't like your drivers aren't watching yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But two, um, I also just don't like the idea of pissing drivers off. Like, yeah, like right. It kind of is annoying. Cyclists are annoying. Like I, yep. I know that. So I'm very aware. I don't want to. I don't want to be that dude. Yeah, yeah. So I stick to the back roads. The problem with the back roads is, is, um, is you really don't have a whole lot of <laughs> area at the side. So then, yep. And there's less lights around there as well. Yeah, but it's. I mean, it's it's fine. I yeah. Uh, I j- and too, but I just wind him away through the back streets to get anywhere. Is um yeah. It's it's like it's testing my knowledge of the area I live in. It's like oh, it turns out this is a dead end. <laughs> And which isn't as cool. Like, you know, if you're in a car and you're driving to a dead end, it's easy. You just turn around and go back. Yep. Like, if you cycle all the way to the dead end, the end of a dead end, and, like, people <laughs> are out the front watering their lawns and you're just doing a little lap of their, their little yeah, yeah. court, that's, you do look like a complete dude. <laughs> Poking out their curtain, just going, another cyclist, yeah. Rosie. So, after London, what what was next? Just um, I came back to Sydney and um, I studied uh, uh, sound, like... Audio stuff. You studied Sound audio engineering. Stuff. Yeah, really. For a little while. You want to edit production. a podcast? My. Uh, I could do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So that's why I was quite impressed with your setup. Um, so yeah, and then I did that. I didn't actually finish it. I got a job in the music industry, so I was working uh, for Universal Music for a number of years. Doing yeah. what? I uh, started in the mailroom, and um, classic story. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I'm I'm picturing a movie. <laughs> And then I was working in uh, royalties, so paying artists their money. Oh, they must yeah. have loved you. Yeah, it was interesting seeing sort of the back end of a um, big entertainment company. It gives you a good insight into what goes on and, and all that. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of times where I've got pretty specific taste in music. Yep. Um, and it was very commercially oriented. So there's a few times when they'll send around an email saying, yeah, there's a new hit from such and such, really, really excited about it. I listen to it. I think that's the worst fucking song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and then three months later, it's like number one in you know the European dance charts, and everyone's celebrating. Oh. I'm like, this is not uh, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> not for you. What, what is your what is your taste in music? Um, I like uh, I love yeah Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan, um, Beatles. I love Radiohead, uh, Oasis. Oasis, yeah. I can see how you became friends with Andrew Paskin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't look back in anger at karaoke. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I um. So the the how long did that last? The music industry job. Uh, a few years. Yeah. Jeez, you've done a few different time. jobs. Uh, yeah, I've had more jobs than a character in a Tom Waits song. <laughs> <laughs> look at you showing off your, ma- your music knowledge too. Tied all together. Um, yeah, quite a few. That's um. And so, what what uh, prompted the get out of the music industry? Oh, I got made redundant. Yeah. So it was um sorry, a good sorry decent, about that. Yeah, payout. And um, a few of my bosses got made redundant as well. Blame Napster or? Yeah, that's basically it. Bastards. <laughs> so it's a it is a it's a weird change. Like it's weird now to think about how much people spent on music. Um. Oh, imagine back in the eighties. Oh. That was that was the high t- to work in the music music industry would have been perfect back in the eighties early nineties. Yeah. Well, too that's a, that's that's where you had one hit wonders that made money and were able to live. Yeah, yeah. Now nowadays, like I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm just this is built on some fairly large assumptions, but I th- I get the feeling that it's mostly about 
the the money's mostly made in the touring side of things yeah, rather yeah. than the, the and they, they renegotiate sales. all the contracts now for the record company to include the touring which they didn't used to do oh really and so they try and get a cut of the touring the merchandise and everything else because they're not making enough on on the record sales wow yeah. I think apparently they're starting to make a bit of money through streaming but I don't know how accurate that is yeah it's it's hard to know because like there's like I, I don't know like if you listen to any of the streaming services like your Pandora or oh um, Spotify I'm big on Spotify, Spotify yeah. yeah but I, I, it's hard to know like they're providing like Pandora for instance the one I'm on I'm most familiar with but the, unless you're paying the premium for the premium it's just ads yeah yeah. But there's not that many ads. Um, and if you're from Pandora or Spotify and you're listening, um, I don't want any more ads. Yeah. Thanks a lot. But um, but you've got to wonder how much the artists are actually getting. From They're not the getting end. much. I remember doing a royalty uh, statement for someone who had a massive hit in Europe who got played, I think it got played on Spotify half a million times and they got about 300 bucks. Oh, wow. So... Yeah, it wasn't much at all. Yeah, that's not a lot at all, is it? That's uh, yeah, that's. But um, yeah, I think it might have changed a bit now. But it gives gives them you know exposure and that's, that's <laughs> whether that whether that's any currency at all. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say exposure. <laughs> that's that's what uh, people you know promise bloggers or young journalists. Yeah, yeah, it? it's good for your profile. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, if no one's ever paying <laughs> unless me. unless someone coughs up for the profile. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, yeah, that must be a difficult thing. That's a, oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. how long ago was that? You finished that? Uh, three years ago. I was going to say it can't be. That it can't have been yeah, too yeah. long ago if you're dealing with Spotify. Yeah, yeah. As, w- as that was first coming on. Oh wow, that's a. So, you, what is it? Spotify. What? Why Spotify is your favourite? Um, I or guess why is Spotify your favourite? Started with. I just that's just one I signed up with. Um, it's great. You can get the whole back catalogue of artists. Yeah. There's no, there's no um, Prince. There's no print or Prince. Prince, the artist formerly known as recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> recently <laughs> deceased. No Prince. <laughs> that was your main thing. Look, I'm after a streaming service that has absolutely no Prince. <laughs> Thank you very much. No, that was the downside. But if, uh, if, if Prince's estate would like to release their <laughs> his back catalogue to any streaming service, I'll be signing up. Oh, are you a Prince fan? Yeah, it's great. Have you, have you heard Al Delbeni's Prince stories? I have, yeah. It's very he's impressive. A, he's a, yeah, he's a massive Prince fan. Okay. I can't say I... Like, I don't mind Prince. Yeah. But I can't say... I, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't necessarily get the obsession, to be honest. Yeah, right. But um, I remember, what was the song? You know the one with the... Um, oh, man, I'm trying to remember the song. It was on like... I remember I had 100% hits volume 6 or something. What year was that? Must have been 96 maybe. Right. Purple Rain? Purple No, it wasn't Purple Rain. It was Kiss. um the yeah. one where he goes he, he almost talks a bit of it where he says um look up in the air it's your guitar like and he's in the film clip, he's actually holding his guitar above his head. Oh right, okay. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this guy's creative. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember. I'm not. I'm not. Cream. Cream. Yeah, Cream. of course. Yeah, okay. that song. And I was just like, wow, this is <laughs> like. I, I just remember going, this is super loaded with sexual innuendo. It must be actually. I reckon that was even earlier than '96. I reckon that could have been yeah '93, '94. Yep. But yeah, it's um, 
That was a, yeah, interesting. <laughs> interesting. That was my first exposure to Prince. And I think it sort of maybe, no, maybe that was like, ah, uh, maybe Prince isn't for me. And then I came back to some of the other stuff yeah. later. Yeah, I've got to admit, I'm not like a um, lifelong diehard fan because there are people who are way, way bigger fans than me. But yeah, a sort of casual fan. All right. You, okay. know, you know how obsessive some people can be. I don't want to come across as one of those. <laughs> <laughs> don't want a fanboy. Yeah. Fanboy the estate of Prince. <laughs> Although the offer for the signing up to a streaming service is still <laughs> if that's <on> available. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, look, I'm not going to buy the Buck catalogue, but uh, <laughs> if someone wants to I could to probably pick it up for 25 bucks at JB Hi-Fi. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably at this point you could probably get, some <laughs> get it. That's fine. Oh, all right, mate, that might uh, have to do us for time, but sure. thank you very much for coming. No out, problem. Tommy. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Bye. Cheers.